And now, Jabroni Studios, in association with Big Herm Productions, is proud to present to you, recording from an undisclosed location in Oakdale, Connecticut, it's Chris Burns, it's Chris Lynch, this is Dysfunction Junction. Welcome to the first ever Dysfunction Junction Draft, the Vintage Wrestling Family Edition. Here are your hosts, Michael Herman, Chris Burns, and Chris Lynch. Let's go to ringside. And welcome everybody to the first ever Dysfunction Junction Draft episode. It's always fun. We're all fantasy football players. My name is Chris Burns. To my immediate left, Chris Lynch. And of course, the dude in the box who's not wearing any socks. It's Big Herm, Michael Herman. Hello, hello. How you doing? Doing all right. Good week. It was a tough week. It's my birthday. I'm not as young as I used to be, motherfuckers. You are not a spring chicken. No, but I still feel young until the next morning when I realize I'm every bit of 40 fucking nine years old. Well, you're still younger than me. That is true. <laughs> then again, dirt is younger than you. So oh, I'm Some gonna, dirt. That's true. Yeah. Some dirt. Yeah. This is true. Not the, not the newly tilled stuff. <laughs> but I'm going to start off with a couple quick hits, then I'm going to tell you guys how the draft is going to work. You, the listener, these guys already know. And then we'll take a quick break. We'll go into the draft. Um, got a quick hit from right here in Norwich. Um, there, there has been a building at the four corners of East Great Plains since like God was a baby. It was an old auto joint. Oh, you noticed they were taking it down uh, this morning, and it's yep. been there forever. The last time I think it was open was like 1987. I was still in high school. I'd walk by it, you know, go to the old Cumberland Farms. It was is right that next there. to the liquor store there? Yeah. Are they really? They're taking it, it down this morning. Holy Finally. shit. The same soap that was in the windows that said, we've moved 20 years ago to this new location. Well, it was still open when I went to Mohegan. That was back in 90. Yeah, so it was about 20 years. 90 to 92. Okay, so you might be right. Maybe it was open. But you think they could have tore that shit down a little earlier? I mean, come on. It's been sitting empty for fucking 20 years. It's prime real estate. Really? Yeah. Who bought it? Matchstick Jones. Uh, they tore that shit down in like half an hour. No, I I heard. There's not much. Left. I heard they're gonna put they're gonna put a, some sort of a little store in there, um, possibly like a Cumberland Farms, something on that corner on that side of the road to compete like, with well, the just something mobile guys similar like and... the mobile side. So there's it's something else on that one other corner. But if but... they don't have chicken and JoJo's, I'm not going. Yeah, best chicken in town. Drunk chicken and JoJo's, the best. <laughs> Many a night where Herm and I would be, well, I don't want to say drunk. We little buzz. We've been drinking on, though, but we'd been drinking and man, I'm fucking hungry. How much money you got? Five bucks. I got five bucks too. We're going to get the three ninety nine chicken and JoJo's, and it was always so good. It probably wasn't that good though because, well, we were young and we were drinking. Well, you know what? When you're that young and you're that. Not quite with it. <laughs> yeah, you just everything don't care. tastes great. You just don't everything care. But I just, I, I just found it odd that I just driven by this building Sunday, coming back from Uncasville from the football soiree. There it is, in all its glory. Twelve hours later, I'm driving past it, and they're tearing it down. Well, it's funny. I went by there on Friday because I was heading to t- t- down towards uh, downtown Norwich. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any signs of like any construction tape, any cones any warning right. signs it's, it, but it's been chained off for quite a while oh, it's been chained off for a long yeah. time long long time but it's just like out of nowhere just boom you don't realize until i looked over and i saw trees <laughs> and a big ass crane i'm like 
They tore the building down. Well, here's the hoping that the, uh, it's a local business. And I'm all about supporting local businesses, yeah. small businesses. So let's hope it's that. If not, if it's another Hajimart, another another gas station, whatever. Everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody needs an option. It's easy for you to say. Um, real quick, as I end off my quick hit before I throw it to Lynch, um, we did have a listener on Sunday tell me in no uncertain terms how good the show sounds, and I did throw all of that praise onto Big Herm. So Shane Vincent, I did pass along your message. Thank you very much. Thank you. We thank work. You, thank we, you. we all work hard to make this show the best it can be, and we're still we growing do. every week, but the work that Herm puts in, it shows each and every week. But you don't see what he does after he goes home. Thank God from for that. From tonight until... Yeah, because I usually like put this together naked on the couch. That, so, that you know. scares me. All right, don't ever send me any photos. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> guys, I'm working on the... Ah! <laughs> no, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate everything he's done so far. It, it Every time I listen, it sounds fantastic. You make a guy who... Isn't built for anything. Sound like he's built for anything. <laughs> you you do have a smoothness to your voice. You just got you got to get working on that going too long <clears throat> thing. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, for real, if we can work on his time management, ah, oh, be beautiful. <laughs> Sirius will be knocking down our door. All right, I'm gonna throw it to you. What do you got for quick hit this week? Jesse Smollett. <laughs> Believe in something, even if it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. Even if it's not true. <laughs> So I didn't believe his story. Isn't that what religion is? Somewhat. I'm just Sometimes. throwing that out there. Faith, Some- is, faith is different than fake. Yeah. Fake is one thing. Faith is another. We'll um, get into that discussion another time there, big guy. I know <laughs> I, I know that's a sore subject for you, but continuing on with, ahead, Chris, with uh, Jesse right, so Smollett. When I, when I first heard this story in its entirety, when it, it first was, what, what, two years ago by yep. now? 2019, yeah. Um, yep. I smell bullshit all over it. Um, there is no way that they're going to target this kid just because, and the circumstances that led up to his assault, let, uh, alleged assault, and what happened, now come to find out, they're jerking off in the same room together. Yep. Having drinks together. Yep. Going to dinner together. Loving up on each other. And just living the life. Where did, I, I, and you know, maybe, and, well, maybe. Well, here, what fucking thought crosses your mind where it's like, hey man. I'm going to concoct this fucking story that you abuse me. And we're going to blame it on some white folk. And we're going to get a payday. Can I ask a dumb question? There's only smart answers. No, not to this one. Where in the world does one find gay Nigerian twins? Right, you got to look hard and deep. That's a, that's a deep, di- deep dive. The very deep dive. You realize what you just said may be the most homoerotic thing you've ever said in your life. You got to dig hard and deep. Do you know how I know you're <laughs> gay? gay? <laughs> I said you have to dig hard and deep. Yes, you did. <laughs> but no, it, it's just it, between the three of them. How the fuck did they come up with this this plan to try to try to pull the wool over? Over a, a judge and a jury's at, eyes. At this point, I don't know and I don't care. What pisses me off the most about it. And remind me to. I know he got rung up, but he's been convicted. Right? Are any of those charges felonies? I believe so. Can we just adopt him now? <laughs> he would never do it. No, he probably would not. never do it. But I, I, a, I wouldn't a, either because it's just it's just a, no a, such a perverse crime. He's he has to admit his his mistake. That's true. Okay. Anyway, and he, and that's what pisses me off is that he 
to Fuck. the to the day he was arrested <laughs> four days ago, he, he deny, deny, deny. Lawyer up, deny. Mm-hmm. Just admit that you've made a fucking mistake, and the, you could get maybe a little bit more sympathy from a jury or a judge or a lawyer to defend your case. Give me a backstory. Why okay. did why did this happen? Here, here, here's my problem with the entire thing. Is there racial unrest in this country? Absolutely. Yes. Is it as bad as people want you to believe? No. Mm. It's not like the Klan is on every corner. This isn't the 60s. This isn't the 50s. Hell, it's not even the 1800s. We're we're probably more diversified and tolerant now than we ever have been. So for this jackass and his jerk-off twins (laughs) to concoct this, and, and especially when there have been hate crimes perpetrated on people... For him to do this is disgusting. Well, it, it perpetuates the, the that mindset of... It, per- it makes the myth come true. Right. And, you know, it's like they're saying, I'm the captain now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the boss. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain I'm now. I'm the captain now. And it just, it's disgusting that he just came up with this fucking story and, and, and fabricated this story, this, this contorted bullshit. Had the world, had the... the had the, uh, pre- the press, the our world. Our current president, who was still just Sleepy Joe at the time, tweeting, uh, Kamala Harris tweeted, all these people, he's such a nice and wonderful person. In the in the midst of all of that, even Donald Trump said something, the pres- sitting president of the United States at the time, you know, the, we can't tolerate these hate crimes, you know, I hope they find justice for him. Well... There is no justice because he fucking lied. Now there's justice that he's getting rung up for the shit that he did. But let's be a thousand percent clear. He 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 basically created a hate crime, blamed it on, and I quote, MAGA hat wearing white guys who said, and he said, and they tore, put this noose around my neck and, you know, this is MAGA country. You You just painted, you just painted these people into a corner. And and you got all this sympathy and all of this and all and then it, and then we found out. The, tr- the truth be told, and you know what, I have zero sympathy for him. I hope he gets rung up on every charge that he's being char- charged with in court of the fair court. Yep. I hope he gets his day in court, and I hope he. Oh, he's got his day in court. He's just got to get sentenced now. I just want him to get get what he deserves. <clears throat> his one of, one of the for, things number that... one waste of resources. Yes, he should have to. He should have to own up. And there pay. should be restitution for Absolutely. the waste of resources that was in, 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 entitled in this because they wasted so much fucking time in investigating this bullshit story about the <gasps> news, about this, about that. Fuck you. You lied to me. You lied in perjury. Charge him with perjury because he swore. Did he lie to the court? Because that's where perjury comes in. Uh, I'm, there, I'm, there, is, there is a charge. I'm going to have to look it up where, you know, the misuse of the... Uh, the resources, like the police, the investigation team, etc., so forth. You should get rung up for that. You should have to pay for it. But there's, there is no maybe not perjury, but making a false statement. Yeah, and there, that's a, that's a felony. That. Yep. Depending on the, the severity of the crime, that's a felony. Well, one of the things that always bothered me about the story was he's going to Subway at two a.m. First of all, who the fuck goes to Subway at two a.m.? You go get chicken and JoJo's at two a.m. That's right. And he never lost the sandwich. He, he never went, lost the sandwich. He went home and ate it. Good, good job with that tuna sub. If you turn tuna sub backwards, that's what Bubba's going to be doing in your butt <laughs> when you get to jail, you yeah, jackass. He went, he went back to his apartment and jerked off I'm with his... I'm a bus a nut. He jerked off with his Nigerian twins. 
<laughs> which makes tuna subs real hard to enjoy, knowing that spelled backwards, it's bus a nut. <laughs> you said hard. Yeah. Hard. Anyway, that was my uh, quick hit. Unfucking believable, that guy. Herm, you got anything for us this week? Uh, did, did you guys happen to see the uh, the 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 Brian Williams checkout? Yes, I did. No. Yes. All right. Was so, he in Vietnam again? No. Um, <laughs> no. 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 Um, I saw Chris Wallace's <clears throat> checkout. He came Sunday on. Uh, he came on the eleventh hour. The show he does it. You know, every night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, came on the eleventh hour. Um. Said that he's not a a, a a red or a blue. He's an institutionalist, which I can I can get I can get behind. And he's all about just how great this country is. And he's right. Basically, he dropped a couple of bombs as to um, people in elect. There's elected officials that are in bed with the mo- organized crime. Um, there's a lot of shit that he that he that he that he that he, that he kind of hinted at, but it was kind of cryptic. Um, I'm kind of hoping my, my my only thing on on the quick hit is is I'm I, I kind of hope it's not just a passing thing. I hope somebody puts a little time and effort into seeing exactly or or something comes to light as to exactly what he meant. Because mm-hmm. he because ba- he basically like just said screw it and quit his job and I'm done here. I can't do this anymore. Uh, ho- yeah, hopefully somebody takes a bite into that and it's like what exactly is he so talking about? So it sounds about? to me like he pulled the uh Scarface gimmick from Half Baked. Yeah. Fuck you. Ooh, fuck, fuck you. Kinda, fuck kinda, you. Kinda, like he made You're mention, cool. <laughs> he made mention about something happening and and and, and referenced uh 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 retired firemen. Yes. Like there's 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 people he referenced completely like not directly. I'm but, not gonna say your name, but if you hear this, you know who right, I'm talking you, about. Right, but type it, right, but if you right if if you hear me saying this, you know I'm talking about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm kind of hoping we get a little more information onto what the crypticy thing is. Here, here's here's part of the problem I'm gonna have is if this is real. He's not just seeing us, and I, I want there to be some sort of, you know, here's what I meant, here are the names I'm going to drop, and I'm probably going right, to get I'm, killed I'm, tomorrow. Right, right. If in the end this is a ratings grab, for this is my last show, and yada, 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 like Chris Wallace did on Sunday morning on Fox News Sunday. I've been with you guys for all these years. You've been a part of my life. I, I get up early in the morning on Sunday, do the show for you, but it's my last day. I quit. Thank you for everything, and what he doesn't tell people, he's going to CNN, which means you go from the frying pan to the fire. Yeah, this was not that case. This was more of, I've seen some stuff, and I kind of know some, th- and, and kind of <laughs> gave the impression that <clears throat> being in, in where he is as far as journalism is concerned and whatnot, he knows something and just can't be a part of it anymore. Rather than not just saying, I've loved you guys. You guys have been great. Talk to you guys later. This was kind of some extremely indirect pointing of fingers. But So I, I wonder if, <clears throat> just, just me thinking off the top of my head from what you just said, uh, Matt Lauer, remember that situation on NBC? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did he see something that was covered up? And push aside Ooh. 
because that's what they exactly what they did with the Matt Lauer case. But Matt, there yeah, were no, no, there no, were no Matt Matt Lauer had the, had the whole technically there was some wasn't there some sexual se- impropriety. There was sexual impropriety. There's none of. But this. it went on for years and no, no. Said I'm not anything. saying I'm not saying with him directly. I'm saying that he Brian Williams noticed things that were going on behind the scenes with other people that were being pushed under the carpet. Because they don't want to, they, I don't, I don't they, don't want, uh, they don't want to expose this this big it, big way, mountain. The way he said it was the the dark clouds at the edge of town have creeped in. Was and he fucking the, Bruce Springsteen no, now? No, 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 no. It was cryptic, dude. I just said so. But, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, the, you gotta the, watch it, Chris. The dark clouds on it. the edge of town have come into town, and now they're in the supermarkets and in the bars, and it it, it, it was more about this this bad feeling that. that Keeps growing. He's telling country. you he's about to fuck you without telling you he's about to fuck you, no, no, and not in a no, sexual not, way. No, no, I, no, I, I think he's, he's, he's just got sees, the, he's got the sauce. He he can bury a lot of people. No, he just sees no, something on the know, wall. No, okay, he, yeah, I don't. I don't even think if he could bury he, he can bury something. I think he's just got a gut feeling and seeing some writing on the wall and. So he's giving you the heads up. Shit's about to kind of, kind of. He's like, "There's some shit going down, and you know nobody's going to come forward and actually tell you what's going on. But you know, maybe you guys might want to check into it because I, some I, shit going I down. hope this restores his credibility because Brian Williams does a fantastic job at what he does. But boy, his credibility was shot years ago with the whole what was it uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, well, Vietnam, not. Desert Storm took fire. He was in Chicago. He was he bought Jesse Smollett his sub or whatever the fuck. You remember it was like 10 15 years ago and then the memes came out like there I was. You know, hitting the world the World Series winning home run. But I, you know, I I <clears throat> I feel bad that he had to go not bad that he had to go through it. He got he got called out. Yep. He did the right thing. And he pulled out of the spotlight for a while. NBC gave him another shot. And he's been doing a great job for the last X amount of years. I, I, I like Brian Williams. I like his style of reporting. When he would do like Dateline and, and shit like that, I liked I liked his stories. Um, he's got a very, very everyman kind of like demeanor about him where you can relate to him. Right. And I think that's important in a journalist. I watched that last night at about two in the morning and I re- watched it about three times and I'm, I, I just keep thinking to myself, what exactly did he see or does he see is happening? Is it in the country? Is it at the, at, at the network? Is it a combination of both? What does he know? What does he know? And you know what? I hope he gets his, I hope he gets his voice and I hope these people that he's referencing stand are, have the balls to stand up and say, Brian, here it is. Here's the story. Well, good. I, 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 I will find the link to the video. I will I will watch it. I want to see exactly what you guys saw. Just Google search um, Brian Williams. Brian Williams says, fuck you. <laughs> Basically. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the first ever Dysfunction Junction draft, this draft, is drafting our wrestling stable. Heel, doesn't matter. We call it drafting our Heenan family. And we'll be right back. And welcome back. That was a good break. And now we are going into draft time. Yes, the Dysfunction Junction draft. We'll do more of these episodes. And you can throw us ideas at junctiondysfunctionshow at gmail.com. 
com or visit our Facebook page and put up a post. Hey guys, what about this kind of draft? What about this kind of draft? But today, in honor of the 10th anniversary of my very good friend passing away, Jeremy Dalton, we were both big-ass wrestling fans. I had thrown this subject at the guys, and we were not quite sold until I remembered today, Monday, when we record. It's the 10th anniversary of my my lifelong best friend passing away. He loved wrestling. I loved wrestling. These guys watched it. Every Look, people who say they've never watched wrestling are either lying to you or they like tennis. So, <laughs> Because at some point, somebody says names like Hulk Hogan or The Rock or Steve Austin. They go, hey, I know that guy. John Cena is one of the biggest, and in The Rock now, Dwayne Johnson, multimedia superstars. And of course, you're going to get curious. Oh, I'd like to see what he did before. And they watched wrestling. It's not closeted like it used to be in Smoky Armories. This is multi-billion dollar business, and we're going to take our portion of this multi-billion dollar business, and we're going to draft our Heenan family. I've got the hat right here. Herm is going to pick the first piece of paper. We're going youngest to oldest. So you guys know Herm is youngest. I am next, and then Lynch is the oldest. We're going to pick our draft positions, and it's a snake draft like a fantasy football draft. So... Much like the Royal Rumble, let's all find out who drew number one. I have position one. I have position two. I have position three. And Jesse Smollett has the worst position of everybody. Under the, over the table. <laughs> all right, so here are the parameters. Four singles wrestlers, one tag team, and at the end we draft the manager of this stable, this conglomeration, this family. Any way you want, favorites, heels, faces, jokes, characters, what have you. And as a special bonus, we are going to let you, the listener, we're going to put up the poll on the page. I know Herm probably knows how to do it. Who, which one of us drafted the best stable? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can add that poll up on the anchor spot and it'll do it on Spotify too. Yep. So yeah, yeah, you guys can get a question when you guys listen. Absolutely. And going forward, as I mentioned, these drafts are fun. We're talking about eventually drafting a dream band, maybe do a football one, maybe do, I don't know. What would, if you could draft one thing right now, before we get into this, what would your draft be? Baseball. Baseball, okay. Yeah. Like your your dream team. Yeah, my dream team based upon, because I was a very avid follower of baseball from the mid-70s, you know, like seven, eight, nine years old. Okay. Up until about 99, 2000. Much like this draft, I would want to put a parameter on it. and Right, w- but it just, right. within our youth, within our childhood, people oh, that we- childhood. Okay, From so kind of like this one, 1985 to 1999. Yes. I would also think we would have to shrink it down as... <clears throat> Nine players and a pitcher? Well, that's what I'm saying. So now we've got to go back and forth through a draft through nine players and a pitcher. Shouldn't be that hard. You don't have to put on a huge explanation. Who'd you no, draft for right field? No, but we're going to fill an Dave hour... Dave Winfield. But we're going to fill an hour and a half doing four wrestlers. I doubt team. we're going to fill an hour and a half. That's why we have, coming up... The shit Herm says. You watch. You watch how this oh, goes you, down. Oh, you watch his we're face. Gonna, we're going to get in, and it's going to go deep. Watch. Yes, we, I don't want to go deep. So get the buzzer ready. Oh, wait, I got the buzzer. <clears> Never <throat> mind. Buzzer. All right, number one, Mike Herman. All hit right. it. All right, so here it is. Here it is, number one on my draft. Oh, and by the way, we're running this just like a regular draft. If you've got a list and somebody else picks something. You fucked. And, you know, 
then you're screwed. You can't pick to do this. Just the way it's going to have to go down. Pick Pretty much. Down. All right. So, woo! It's time for my first pick. Hold on. I'm going to take off my sweatshirt. <laughs> All right. So, it's a personal favorite. We're going to start with King Kong Bundy. Wow! For only one reason and one reason only. He looks like you. Five. Oh, the five count. The nah. five. five. That's count. it. There it is. Oh, There it is. Right. We're going to start off with the big man. Five. King Kong Bundy. There it is. Wow. Did not see that coming. That is good. All right. Ah, good first, pick. Good pick. First pick. With the, with the second pick of the draft, I would like to select... The limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing oh. son of a gun that has kissed all the girls. Woo! And made him cry. I am taking the nature boy, Rick, Rick Flair. Flair. All right, all right. The greatest of all time, I might add. See, we don't even need to go in uh, now, deep. Uh, Rick Flair, he, he, he's something. I mean, you know, he's. He, don't he, don't he, disparage the good goddamn name of Ric Flair. Yo, he, he sure can't sell some Cumberland Farms pizza, bro. <laughs> he can't. But you know what? His person That's what sold him was his personality. He was yes. o- over the top, just like I'm in this to win this, no matter what. Whether I lose or win, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna win at, at my sport. And he was a fantastic performer. You know, performer it, well, is what, I always say, name one bad Ric Flair match. None. Exactly. None. All right, so my, my number one. Cumberland Farms pizza, you cocksucker. <laughs> Car shield, woo! My number one, you jabroni, the Iron Sheik. Wow, Sheiky baby. Iron Sheik. Wow. Right. You ever, right. you, by the way, the best follow on Twitter ever. Iron Sheik? Yes. All right, so. Fuck the Monday. <laughs> <laughs> he came back to m- onto my radar back in like two, six, 2006, 2007 when he was uh Co-host, uh, co- not co-hosting, but uh, a guest on Howard the Stern. Stern. Yeah, dude, he is just such. He's a, he's a, he's not a person. He's an act of nature. Yes, <laughs> he is like a hurricane. He is a force du majeure. He he is a force to be reckoned with. Yes, and you know what? He's admitted. Yes, I did cocaine off of a prostitute assholes. I did this. <laughs> I did that. I did all sorts okay. of illegal things, deep, but you know what? Deep dive. I fucking love it. I can't. I got. I got to tell a story. Deep dive, and now I'm gonna be the one to have to give myself the buzzer. Uh, Bruce Pritchard show something to wrestle. They tell this story about the Iron Sheik around eighty-seven, eighty-eight ish, and he failed a drug test. And Vince comes in, and he's got the paper. He goes, Sheik, um, got your drug test results. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, how were the results? Well, they came back positive. That's right. Sheik always positive. Goes, you don't understand. Sheik always right. You're about to take a 30-day vacation without pay. You flunked. You didn't pass. But you said positive. Sheik always positive. <laughs> Fuck you, jabroni. <laughs> Fuck you, jabroni. Up your fucking asshole. Oh, my God. I will break your back, fuck your ass, and make you humble. <laughs> I'm going to make you humble. The best. I will humble you in the ring. Oh, my God. I love Iron Sheik. That is like what... Watch the documentary. It's really I ha- good. I have, actually. Oh. It was on Netflix years ago. Yep. All right. So what is your now number two pick since we're snake drafting? Okay. Let me cross him off the list. Sergeant Slaughter. Wow. Again. You're going to have Sheiky and Slaughter on the same team. Yes. How does... How- how the fuck does that even work? How much LSD did you take making this list? I'm not looking at 
<laughs> logistics of the situation. I'm looking at what I fucking enjoy. I understand. Like, do you realize what it's going to take just to house those two assholes in the same stable? Oh, it's like, going to be like an eight-foot thick fucking concrete wall. You're going to have to build a completely, completely separate compound. Like, nobody can live in a house. There's not enough coke and crack for those For real, dudes. there isn't. Fucking, Literally, there isn't. And they fucking hate each other. Now, as, In real life, not really, but not on really the characters. Not really in real life, but their characters do. Their in real characters, life, they're buddies. But that, to me, you put them in a tag team together... Holy shit! That could be fu- Wait, they were a tag team together they, 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 in the in the early nineties, like ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, good call. Shit. So, okay, everything I just said is stricken from the record. No, but it's just again, he's another guy that just bigger than life, force of nature. I I don't give a fuck what you think. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do in the ring, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you guys happy. All right, All right. I like All it. Right. I All like right. it. So who's his second number two? All right. Well, I went with the. Uh, Jabroni beaten, pie eaten, eyebrow raising, trail blazing, elbow dropping, son of a gun. I took the rock. Oh, you fucker. Oh. (laughs) Bitches. I'm not sure how I feel about that right now. (laughs) Come on. He's not on my list, but I just don't know how to feel. Flair and the rock on the same team. Come on. It makes makes sense. That's a lot of ego right there. A lot of ego. True. And the rock was a really good villain Mm -hmm. in the early part of his career, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah. In? You and, know, just, that, and just running everybody again, down. a performer, a showboater. Yeah. He, gave, he put energy in the crowd, and he got people pumped to watch the next match. And he gave me the greatest gift of all, which my daughter hates to this day. Um, where do you want to go to eat? It doesn't matter where you, you want to go. That <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter was just amazing. Yeah. I love it. And he's a smart-ass, well... His character was a smartass, much like Ric Flair's character was a smartass. It, 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 it just, I had to take The Rock. Well, and the person deep down below, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, is a fucking very intelligent, very smart, very, just very a articulate. Just good human being. Just a good person. Right. You know, and, and that's why he made, he did, he, did, he, he did make my list. I don't care what any of these people are in real life. It's literally all. I about do, no, character. I agree because <laughs> I, I don't want to look. Hey, and one of my honorable mentions, uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I'm sure. But, all right, Mike, you are up. Pick right. number two. All right, so number two, we're going to do uh, The Beast from the East. Oh, oh boy. Bam, oh, bam, bam, Bigelow. Oh, so good, so good, so good. So good. Um, didn't care. Would just rip you in half. Yeah, bam, bam. That's it. There it is right there. That's number two in my stable. Oh, wow. That's good shit right there, bro. That is actually, that's a deep dive. Yeah. yeah, kind of. That's a, a pretty deep dive, and, and and I remember him. I love Bam Bam. Head and I, I remember and enjoying him. Yeah. And he, oh, he was good for a big guy. He can move around like a lightweight. And his heyday was right around. Um, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but I just I want to say wasn't it like the mid eighties to? Well, he had his first run, his first big run, mid eighties. Yeah, mid eighties. Kind of fell off, and then in the mid nineties, right. and he came early, he, early to mid nineties. He, he came had, back he WrestleMania another, that we went run. to. Against uh, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, he had the whole thing with LT. Don't that year. smoke crap. Don't, so I remember him from the from his crack. 80s run. Yeah. That's how far back I go with Bam Bam Bigelow. Absolutely. That's a great pick. So you got another one on the docket. Yep. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So uh, our, uh, my next wrestler is, um, is Vader. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> he was almost on my Dude, fucking do you guys list. See where my t- do you guys see where the team's going here? We're going to call wow. it Team... 
team beef. Right, yeah. like pretty much like <laughs> team will kill you. It's 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 pretty much like all of Herm's like everybody Herm wanted to grow up and be when he was a kid. That's good, when man. When I was five, this wow, is Vader, it, Vader, We're team walking and, wall of meat. Yeah, for right? real. For real, it's like team beefiness. Veal tense. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to move on to number three. Doubt he's going to be on anybody's list, but he's on mine. I am going with Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. I had a feeling that one was coming. So So good, man. He was so smooth in the ring. I wouldn't be surprised if Rude's on that list as well. Why don't you shut up? (laughs) Just in case somebody fucks up one of my picks, Rick Rude is an alternate. You heard it here first. Why don't you shut the fuck up? No man, uh, that's one of the one of the beautiful things about Peacock and having the WWE be a part of it. I can just plug in a Kurt Henning match, and again, name a bad Kurt Henning match. You can't cut the music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lynch has got two picks coming up in this snake draft. Let's hear your number three. Number Trace, writing it down, Mister. Mick Mankind Foley. Wow, nice pick. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Team I think Beef I just, has lost just, a member. You can just go I think fuck I just, right <laughs> off in that direction. <laughs> I think I just fucked somebody. <laughs> wow. wow. I right. see so, a theme with all of our picks, and we, at the end, we'll break down why we did what we did. So, having met this man in <clears> person... <throat> he's like one of the nicest guys on the fucking Ridiculously planet. Nice. Ridiculously nice. Ridiculously nice. He's very intelligent, very articulate, and to see that childlike persona he puts on with the mask in the mm-hmm. ring, playing the idiot character like in a tragedy. Yeah, holy shit! He would draw, based upon the storyline, he would draw his opponent into playing that upon about one of his weakness. Yep, you fucking demolish people in the ring. Fuck yeah, he's a big motherfucker. Here's the beauty part of it. And I'm going to ask you because you, you, you gotta you gotta narrow it down. Are you picking Mick Foley as Mick Foley as Dude Love as Mankind or Mankind as Jack? Okay, Man, Mankind, because Mankind is that idiot child savant that he the tortured would, soul. Yeah, see that's the problem. The that was out. the character that worked with my groove. That cactus. What the Mankind? Right, the Mankind okay. character kind of worked with the. You know what sucks? It doesn't matter if you pick <clears throat> the other three faces. You're still fucked because he, he got Mick Foley. Because he got Mick Foley. I'm sorry. It's, it's a, I did. I did something like this years ago with some friends of mine, and they picked uh, was it Papa Shango, and I wanted to pick the Godfather, and it's the same dude. It's the same dude. <laughs> and I got fucked it. out of my pick. I'm like, but it's a different character. It's the same dude. dude. Fuck. Good choice on <laughs> I Mankind. Said Anybody picks Cactus Jack, or <laughs> Mick Foley, or any of the 104 fucking names he uses, I will stab them. I need mankind specifically for you this You did list. not. You are not the father. <laughs> you are not the father. Okay, so you're rounding out your stable of four singles before we go into tag teams and managers is... Ted DiBiase. Wow! Almost made my list. Yep. Again, another childhood favorite. Um up watching him every that, Saturday morning on that is now now I have a question okay does that mean he has to pull Virgil well because uh, one kind of goes with the other but, but it, no but he doesn't have to I'm just curious he doesn't have to you can keep meat sauce on the side it's it's okay <laughs> he's another good follow on Twitter what a fucking train wreck he is nowadays oh yeah oh all right so I'm gonna close out my fourth the theme here I have three names highlighted. 
I so wanted to go with this one here, but I'm going further down the list. I'm taking this specific iteration of this wrestler. I'm taking Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Aww. All right, all right. You're taking the heel. Hell you're, yes. You're Black and white. I know. Chop I, it down I, with I, the edge of my hand. Because I, I know how much you truly love the red and yellow. I got into the red and yellow when he came back. And I had the t-shirt. The Hulkamania established. And when I met him, it was red and yellow Hulk. So, um, yeah. Amazing. I, I just, I, I loved, I, I okay. I liked Hogan as a kid, and then it got old. And then when he turned heel, I was like, I don't understand why I ever hated him. Charisma for days. His movie sucked, but charisma for days. He, if you want, if he wanted you to love you, love him, you love him. If you wanted you to hate him, you hate him. He had that ability, and he was also on my list. Uh, but you know what? He was very low on my list. Okay, because he was so well known. I was going with the Grand the Sheik. And Sergeant Slaughter were popular, mm-hmm. but they weren't looked upon as... They weren't cultural fucking icons. They weren't an icon, like yeah. Hulk Hogan. Like in 1985, what, when was he in the, the Rocky movie? 82. So post that, he was. these guys were nowhere on that radar. Okay. I wanted to go deeper dive and look at people who were villains or heroes that you may not turn to. And I, I don't know. I, these are all really good fucking picks. Yeah. Really good picks. I, you know, so far, yours is the most eclectic. Yours is the heaviest. Yours, <laughs> and mine is like Team Ego. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, and when you hear my honorable mentions, you'll understand two I'm of r- them don't fit the ego. I'm writing this but... down. Herm is the beefiest. Yes. Herm's team is the beefiest and maybe the cheesiest, too. They're all good wrestlers, dude. They were, I know. They were all real. I know. Oh, So, Herm, you're going to close out your fourth single, and then you're going to break the cherry on the tag teams. All right. All right. Here it is. My fourth single. I'm going to call an audible. Uh-oh. I'm going to the bottom of the list. Okay. And to round off this stable, we're going to add in not the beefiest guy on the planet, but, man, does he have some fucking attitude. We're going to add Rowdy Roddy Piper to that list simply because he's just straight up a loose cannon all by himself oh what a great performer and he was high the day I met him the reason I know this is because I went to his book signing I was supposed to interview him in Yonkers New York got brought back by his manager David Penzer and hi David wherever you are and um he says, you know, Rod can't do the interview today. He's just really not feeling well, but I wanted you to come back and at least have a few minutes with him and whatever. I went back and it's like, Rod, I'm Chris Burns from Wrestling Online. I, w- I came to interview, but I understand you're not feeling well today. And, uh, you know, Dave has my information. Maybe we'll do it another time. And he looks me dead in the eye and goes, hey, man, you got a really nice family. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was a week away. <laughs> I walked back outside. To my friends in the line getting for the book signing, and they're like, so how'd it go? I'm like, well, you can't do the interview. You heard that part. Yeah, but how'd it go? You got to talk to him. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. It kind of hurts you inside a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to be crazy Roddy with the kilt and all of that bullshit, but the fact that he was either high as a kite or early stages of dementia, but you don't know me from Adam. Hey, man, <clears throat> you, you got a really nice, nice family. Hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Well, and you Get know what they, the fuck out of here. You know here. what they say to, sometimes, Chris, is 
don't meet your, don't meet your heroes. Don't meet your he heroes. was never a favorite of mine, but he was like second tier. Like I always had fun watching Roddy Piper. He was on my list. He was on my list. He was okay. one of my backups. Again, I, I'm a chi- I'm a product of the <laughs> mid '80s. To- I, I got your team name because you got Piper in there. Skirt steak. <laughs> <laughs> Flank steak, motherfuckers. No, it, again, he was on my list as well uh, because I'm a product of that generation of right. wrestling. I got into it in the early 80s because of Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. and Rocky and all that, uh, all this other stuff. I have a couple other ones here that are that are deep dives as well. Okay. But, I mean, I, I think so, though, so far... This is a really, really really good, really good team. Learning a little bit too much about you guys with your picks, though. You know, (laughs) all right, Herm, break break that cherry. All right, right, we're gonna break the cherry on the tag team now. I'm going with an extremely specific year for this tag team. Um, The tag team came on the scene. They, uh, after a short amount of time, there was an issue. They tried to, they wanted to replace one of the members on the team because he was too recognizable as a wrestler that he had wrestled as before. I know where you're going. Um, I think I do too. And there was some issue with that. (laughs) So they brought in a couple of other wrestlers and they weren't good. So I'm going with after they've been sold, the contracts have been moved. I'm going with... The 1986 iteration of original Axe and New Smash. I'm going with 1986 Demolition. Demolition. Wow, that's awesome. Very good. Well, very good. This is gonna piss. This is gonna piss Herm off because (laughs) I got three teams listed. Well, I got four teams listed, and. I, my original pick, I'll, I'll, I'll put in the honorable mentions, but if he's got Demolition, I'm going with the Legion of Doom, the I, Road Warriors. I knew that one was coming. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, man. God bless Joe. I miss him to this day. I miss his text messages. I miss everything about him. But even when I was a kid and I told him this in, in the 10 years we were friends, you know, the Road Warriors were like, to me, like top notch. You'll never be better than the Road Warriors, even though... You know they're my favorite tag team. One A is on my honorable mentions, which I'll, we're all going to breeze through the rest of our list, honorable mention style. But man, if he's got demolition, I'm taking the Road Warriors, the that's original a, a, and the best. That's a good pick. Um, kind of fucked me, but <laughs> you want me to change my pick? No, all absolutely right. not. I'm 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 digging deeper into my list that I have here. Uh, he's got the Mulkey Brothers. No, you know who the Mulkey Brothers are? Wait, wait, wait. He has Jumpin' Jim Brunzel and B. Brian Blair. The Killer Bee. The Killer Bee. <laughs> that was on my list. <laughs> oh, shit. That was on my list. I didn't want to make it my top tag team, though. Um, I saw them and I was like, no, I'm not even writing those motherfuckers down. Nope. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Uh, uh, running around he's, the he's, stage. He's, got, like, me. he's like, got me. I got to dig. I got to like dig. like a wasp concert. <laughs> What's wrong with a wasp concert? <laughs> Fuck like a beast. There you go. Um, all right. You, you, you guys fucked me both. That's not my problem. Thankfully, I, I was I never only, a tag team guy. I was the only guy doing the fucking on the single side. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> nobody skated my picks. That's beautiful. yeah. Nobody on your team's. I mean, like to be on my team. <laughs> One of the Hulk Hogan. 
310 pounds? Yeah, but he's a little pretty, though. Fuck off. One of the earliest ones would be like the Anderson family. <laughs> Ooh. But that, right, that's right. way back. Arn and Ollie? No, uh... Arn and Oli were... No, um, Arn and Oli were still around. 80s. 85. Yeah, 86. 89. You go on their roster. Arn is on their roster till like 92, 93. Yeah, he retired in 97. Yeah. So, yeah. so I wrote it down, but I didn't do the research because I figured I'd have my, you know... The Andersons, though. Wow. That's yeah. Cool. Is that your pick or no? I'll take the Andersons. All right. Arn and Oli or... Yes. All right. All right. Nice. Well, that fucked one of my teams, but <laughs> all right, since I already picked my team, it really doesn't fucking matter because I took... The Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. Fuck you. Uh-huh. All right, so since it's a snake draft, who's managing this conglomeration of every kind of style ever? Who goes next? You. You do. The snake draft. You got your manager, and then I got, my, I got mine, and then he's got his. Bob Backlund. As a manager? Yes. Yes. He was a manager for a short spell. He was. He did. Wow. <clears throat> What? Yeah, <laughs> I, I can see that with his eclectic kind Bob of. Backlund, man, yeah, right he was right. Okay, all right. Well, I got to cross him off the honorable mention gimmick, but well, he's still an honorable mention. You heard it here first. No, he he was a great wrestler. But as a wrestler, he was on my list. Not as a manager. Wow, what a fucking turn. Good job. Yeah. Again, diving deep, look in their past, look yep. at their history. Yep. What did they do? previous or prior or dirt consecutive with their wrestling career. Okay. Well, there's really only one pick for me for manager. Anybody who's known me for more than 30 minutes or watched wrestling with me knows that the next two words out of my mouth are going to be Jim, Jim Cornette. Cornette. Yep. The Louisville slugger <laughs> I didn't even do that. I was like, all right, managers. Managers wide open. As long as I leave Cornette alone, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> and my it. honorable mentions are just as good, but for what I've already dubbed Team Ego, and that's really not – I may as well just stick with Team Ego. There's nobody. There's nobody other than Jim Cornette I want to lead this team. Absolutely 1,000%. I'm naming mine Team Crazy Train. I like that. Especially with Bob Backlund at the helm. <laughs> that man almost tore my arm off doing that interview. Oh, my God. All right, Herm, who's managing Team Beef, Skirt right, Steak, whatever right. the fuck? So, um, for uh, uh, for Team Big Boy Farms, we Big have... Big Boy uh, Farms? That works, too. <laughs> Welcome to Big Boy Farms. We grow them big here. Yeah, you yeah. do. Um, given in my list and their characters, I don't feel that there's anybody... Ooh, 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 ooh I think I know. Anybody other than Bobby Heenan who oh, can push Bobby the brain. Oh. Bobby the brain. Okay, I'll tell you where I thought you were going. Because of size and girth and, and mammothness, I thought you were going to pick Captain Lou Albano. I I thought about it, but he's a little crazy. I kind of wanted to... He, got, I, he would get drunk I, on Wednesday, get fired on Thursday, have his job back on Friday. That's what I'm saying. Like We need some stability, man. These guys are beefy. They can't be missing meals on Thursday. Um... Wow. It was is that it was it was Heenan or it was Mr. Fuji? Oh, Mr. Fuji's oh, I a, like Fuji. Fuji's oh, a good right. pick too. Oh, 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 oh. All right, uh, Fuji's good. Fuji would have been a great stable manager for that. However, I liked Heenan's ability to work a camera. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> I like. Do you remember his we were watching one of those old VHS tapes? Dude, it, it might have been the Royal you, Rumble you or something. A, you can make a big omelet with that egg. No, well, that's <laughs> different. Cheese, ham. Big, Big Boss, Boss Man's, Man's mom. mom. Fuji did, Fuji did this promo. Uh, I don't remember who, who he was managing, but they were going up against Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. And he looks dead in the camera, and he goes, Ah, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, 
you have a one cross eye. <laughs> when we get done with you, you have a two cross eye. <laughs> oh my God. And he wasn't even fully Japanese. He was half Hawaiian, no, half Japanese. No, he was Japanese. half Hawaiian. He, he spoke completely straight yeah. English any day of the week. Until like he went on, ah, oh, boy-san, come out there. Miss oh Fuji. My, my Yokozuma. WWF champion. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, man. so we're going to take Bobby the Brain All right. for that group of just insane bastards. All right, so since you are in the catbird seat, run down your honorable mentions one at a time. All right, uh, honorable mentions I had was um, Big Boss Man mm. while, when, when, he, uh, when he was heel. Okay. Right. Um, I have um, Big Show Paul White. Nice. Big Show's a good one. Um, you kind of uh, look like the Big Show. I've always said yep, that. Yep, and um, Big John Stud. Nice. Wow. Wow. Love me some Big John Stud. You have any your tag teams, your managers? Uh, tag teams would have been um, when the British Bulldogs went heel, simply because I love that fucking dog. Um, nice. And again, uh, Mister Fuji would have been my my my. My honorable mention okay. manager. All right. Um, I'm going to try to get through this list as quickly as possible. I don't know. Lynch, your list might be longer than mine, but I'm going to try to run through these as quickly as I no, can. Mine's not that long, actually. All right. For... Here come my honorable mentions. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Yep, 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 yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was hoping that Snooker would come in just so our, we, we we could wrestle Piper. And yeah, right, but no, no, not not that big. This is going to shock a lot of people because he's my second favorite of all time. Just didn't quite fit my parameters. Shawn Michaels. Wow. Mm. Ultimate <clears throat> Warrior. The Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich. Yep. Obviously, since, heart punch. since Herm ruined it. No, he got shot in the heart well, you know, by himself. Whatever. He was to blame. Uh, Herm already ruined this one earlier. Rick Rude. Barry Windham. The Undertaker, and this last one I put on the list because we're talking about their performance, and I know I'm going to catch a lot of shit from you guys. I had Chris Benoit on my list. All right. I don't think he... I, I liked him. Yeah, but he was a scumbag. Yeah, but I... Like Mike said, personal life aside... Yep. As a, a, as a performer... Yeah. He did his job. Yeah, I mean, you know... Fucking Chuck Berry did a little kids and, and Alec like Baldwin just shot two people on a fucking movie set. He didn't but, pull the trigger. Yeah, but yeah. Whatever. Um honorable mention tag teams were obviously Herm's already got it in his head. Beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan, the Midnight Express, the Fabulous Freebirds, and uh the Brainbusters, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, but I couldn't have picked them even if I wanted to, because you took the Andersons. Right. Uh, I only had two other managers on my list. One was Bobby Heenan. The other one was Paul E. Dangerously. Oh, yeah. yeah wow, yeah. that's a that's a good one, too. Yeah. Fucking love that guy. That guy can talk you into doing whatever. You, even as a businessman. I, yes, I would love to, to, to kiss your penis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mr. Heyman. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with... I only had one other tag team, and it was Buddy and Doug. Buddy Rose and Doug Summers. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I would have never saw that coming. I, 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 no. Fucking fantastic. No, that's yeah. Why? I got to ask why. Because they're not the hugest thing ever. They were never no, like super. They were, they were never they were faces. Champs. They were champs forever in the AWA. They were the underdog and constantly being put down in, in the community yeah. as losers. 
And, f- and, and not, how many and not time, in shape and not in shape, big fat flabby asses. Buddy Rose how, and Doug Summers. How many damn. times did they win championships? Often. That's why I liked them. Wow. They're 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 the big little guy. Mind blown. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's definitely interesting. That's good shit. Um, uh, the bloodbath at the showboat is on the Peacock. If you want to see that, the Midnight Rockers against Rose and Summers. Wow. One of my honorable yeah. Honorable mentions is Jesse the Body. Oh, nice. Um, also, do we already do Randy Savage? No. That's... I'm surprised Randy Savage did not make any of our lists. Well, again, he, he was more of... He, 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 he broke out in like, what, 87, 88? Would that, I think he won in 88. He won the world championship. In yeah. yeah, but he was... Oh, the the WrestleMania three and then match. he goes on to doing commercials and doing yep. all this other stuff. So he became more commercialized. Slim Jim, I didn't break into a Slim Jim. Need I a didn't want beef. Need a little need spice. Jim. Break into a Slim Jim. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm basing my picks upon their wrestling no, career, not their popularity. I'm still I, I still have Buddy Rose and Doug Summers in my head right now. This <laughs> it's is a tough one. Fucked. Um. um I have it written down here. Uh, he's already gone. He's already gone. He's already gone. Yokozuna. Ooh, nice. Would have made a fantastic uh, beef party, whatever the fuck, farms. And uh, last but not least, where did I put him? Where did I put him? Oh, there he is. Diesel. Ooh, nice. Little little unnerving that none of us he almost made my list. I had him written down. I crossed him off. Nobody said The Undertaker. I was going to um again, he be, once wrestling became more in fashion around his his time in his tenure. Mm-hmm. Great performer. He 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 won in 96, 97, I his think. His second world championship. That was 13, right? Yeah. Wow, look at you. Yeah. Won his first world championship in 91 against that Hogan. Was, that was... Survivor Series Survivor 91. Survivor Series, yeah. Not um, the one with the stupid egg. The one after that. Shawn Michaels was also another contender. Okay, good. At least you have some class and some taste. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, again... Uh, Buddy Rose and Doug Summers. God damn it! <laughs> again, Chris, I told you I was going deep. And I'm you go- did. I- I'm needling that... All right. Haystack. At some point, we're gonna we are gonna circle back to the wrestling. Our draft is gonna be the best good guys, because I think we all went kind of heelish on this one. We're mm. gonna do our our the best good guys, even if they were you know they had that. a little heel run, but as a good guy, we're just gonna <clears throat> that's it and whatever. So, real quick, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back. And when we do, guess what? It's the shit that Herm says. And welcome back to Dysfunction Junction, the show that takes you in directions you thought you would never go. But when you get to the fork in the road, take it. I just want to make mention, I mentioned it earlier in the episode, that today is the 10th anniversary of the passing of my very best friend on this planet. Or at the Look, I, I don't want to disparage any of the two gentlemen in this room, but Jeremy Dalton was, in fact, like my true best friend in, in, in life. And we were just having a discussion off air about... 
with most people you can pinpoint when you became friends, like with Lynch, uh, we had known each other, we'd hung around each other, but it was a Motley Crue concert in about 2000, 2001, where we just connected and there's no getting rid of me. Um, Herm, I have no fucking clue because we hated each other when we first it met. It just kind of happened. And somehow, organically, we became buddies. And I, if it were me, I would probably point to um, working together. Yeah, I would have to say that. At, at the Arches. At the Arches, at working at McDonald's. Yeah, and you, you, you get me, to learn. Doc, and Smitty. Doc, Smitty, uh, Larry, God rest his soul. Dooski, uh, God rest his soul. Dooski is the same. Uh, Timmy, Timmy Reichert, although nobody, he dropped off the map. Nobody's heard from him in years. He's probably a hermit. I talked to his sister a lot, but uh, I, I want to share that story about um, meeting Jeremy. And here's a guy that I'm new to the school, and um, he had the study hall gimmick. And I just happened to be downrange of Jeremy and he's everybody, you know, if you didn't get the cool, you know, book covers, you did them out of like uh, paper bags. Yes. Stop, stop and shop and bags. Shop bags. Yeah, stop and shop, shop bags. right. Same, same. Some of us were not as smart. Well, I say some of us, not that I was one, but they would cover it with the printed side and not the side that's plain where you can now. You always draw use design. the inside that's of the That's what I'm bag. saying. Because now you can decorate it, and that moves forward. I had my my books decorated, certain books, like English was all rock and roll. And math was like, uh, fuck it, like sports heroes. And science had all my little wrestling guys on it. Speaking of the wrestling, which is tonight's kind of theme, it was he had a picture of, strangely enough, the Road Warriors. And I kind of looked down and looked down, I'm like, you like the Road Warriors, man. Me too. It's like, oh, cool. I'm Jeremy. That's all it took. That's all it took. And we were friends from that day in 1988 until the day he died uh, 10 years ago today. And I talked to him three days before he passed. And he was a little skittish about his surgery. I just had my own heart scare. And he's like, dude, we're going to get through this together. We will. Don't worry about it. You know, l- let me get home. Let me recuperate. And it, it just never happened. <coughs> so uh, tonight... We dedicate this episode to uh, Jeremy James Dalton, um, a, a better person I don't think I've ever met, unless he wears a collar and goes to the church on Sunday. Uh, Jeremy was just salt of the earth. And with that, I say that Jeremy was blunt and said what he had to say at any time, didn't matter. It's a kind of the same way you are, Herm. Sometimes Herm just says shit, and he's not meaning to be rude, or he's not meaning to be funny. He just says shit as we all do so i I have a tendency to say all the shit that everybody else is just thinking they're just too scared sometimes yes so i can be the same way we're gonna introduce a subject it'll be a recurring theme when one of us says something that's just so mind-blowing you cannot believe what you just heard unfortunately our first victim is big herm it's me and we're gonna call this the shit that herm says (laughs) so we are out friday night celebrating uh Part one of the two-part birthday celebration. I was with Herm at uh, his karaoke bit. Yep, yep. Brought some friends of mine, Derek and his beautiful wife, Sarah. We had a good time. Um, his sister, Cassidy, a friend of his named Mark. Uh, Jennifer was there, the Mrs. Herm. I call her Medium Herm because you're <laughs> Big Herm. And uh, we're, we're just having a really good time. We're singing and, and there's beer and there's camaraderie and there's pool playing and all of this and somewhere about halfway through the night, sitting at this table with Derek, Sarah, Mark, Cassidy 
and some dude, uh, Richie. Richie was over at the table at the time. So Herm comes over. He gets right up next to Miss Cassidy, 21, 22 years old. Very, very nice girl. Uh, Hi, Cassidy. I told you you better listen because I was going to tell this story. And Herm says, I I just wanted to, I I just need to interrupt real quick. I wanted to tell you, what's your name again? Cassidy. Okay, Cassidy, my wife just came up to me and said that you have the most spectacular ass. Well, no, it didn't even go down that way. I was telling the group, and she didn't understand. She didn't realize I, I, it was okay, her. Okay, maybe I'm misremembering, but he, here he is just like, my you wife just told me, at, you, you have the most said. spectacular ass. Now, of course, first thing out of my head is, he just said that out loud in front of her. And then I had to look. Sorry, Derek. I looked at your sister's ass. Derek, I, Derek is a listener. She does have a really fan, fucking fantastic. Uh, when when your challenge, that's what my wife said. Bro. I'm, I'm the, when the, the cha- shit that Herm's wife says. When your challenge with a task, you have to follow through. No, and we were talking at the table, and I'm like, "Yo, just so you know, like my wife was just sitting, and Jen had gone over to do something. I was like, "Hey, just so you know, um, my wife thinks you have an amazing ass." And Cassidy, I think the word was spectacular. Yes, it's a great, great ass. Great spect. It doesn't and, all the all of it works. She was listening to the story. <laughs> But she didn't realize it was It didn't her. register with no, her. No, they did. And then all of a sudden, she's like, who? And I'm like, you. You. You have the ass. She's like, I was like, and what? I was like, my wife, your ass, she says, it's He's great. nice. <laughs> but think He's about that. Nice. Like, you're not expecting it. We're all sitting around talking and, and, and yeah, just see, having I thought it was good. I wasn't the dirty old man ogling. No. It was my wife. Well, your wife's the dirty old woman that was ogling. But And chicks are good with that. The point of the matter being is that... Just, I didn't expect it. it. It threw me into left field somewhere. And I was just like, my man said that out that, loud. That's when we came up in with front the, of people. The, the Cassidy introduction card. It's just a business card. And oh, yeah, that, that's name, right. The business card. name on it. Cassidy, and, I have a spectacular ass. Right, and it says, I have. Cassidy I have, Bother, and then I have quotes, a spectacular ass. And then quotes. A really great yes. <laughs> There's my number on the back is the credentials. This is the work I'm looking for. I said, put it at the top of your resume. You know, put your name on there, Cassidy. Here's my phone number. Here's my address. I have a spectacular ass. Right, like qualities that will get you that that'll help you get this job. ass. I have a really great ass, and there it is. And look, she's a, she's a tad bit young for me, but I'll tell you what, that, Cassidy. I'm sorry, and Derek. I'm even more sorry. <laughs> She does have a fucking fantastic ass. Oh, she's a lovely girl, dude. Very lovely. And she's dude. really, she's really good. Very, she, very nice conversationalist. She, she had, so, we had so many good conversations that night. And I want to thank Derek, Sarah, Cassidy, Mike, Jennifer, Mark, Richie, and he sang my "fuck you" song, which was good. I don't even know the name of it, but I need to download it tomorrow. Um, all the people <laughs> that helped, Jody. Someday you're gonna realize, woman. Thirty years, I've been chasing your ass. Someday you're gonna, you're gonna. Let me get on the Jody train. Yeah, for real. If any of our listeners are free on Friday nights, yeah. I do a studio sound uh, karaoke at Sorrell's in Jewett City, 167 Slater Avenue. Mm-hmm. We start at 9 o'clock. We go to 1. Kitchen's open till 10. Mm-hmm. Come on down. Have some fun with Big Herm. Yep. And Big Herm bought me a beer that day. And let's see. Derek bought me a beer that day. And Mark bought me a beer that day. I told Cassidy she was off the hook. I told Sarah she was <laughs> off the hook. No, the ladies didn't have to do that. Uh, Jody gave me a free beer, the bartender. But there's one person in this room that didn't buy me a beer that day. I'm just yeah, a little... Yeah, uh, I know, I know. I'm just sorry. Just a little, uh, you know... Uh, a little verklempt. All right, so we got a little time. Let me ask you, because you, you, especially you, Herm, but you, Lynch, since I don't want to pick on Big Herm. 
let's call this shit that Burns has said. <laughs> Can you think of something dumb? Like with you, it's too easy sometimes. And I, I pick on you, but it's the, you know how you know you're gay. You've never really said anything that blew my mind and went, did he just say that out loud? But is there something you can think of? So I save that for a selective audience, not necessarily my friends. Uh huh. Strangers. Okay. Because I want to get that reaction out of people. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna make your pick for you. It's, it's not only shit that I said; it's shit that I did. <laughs> and I'm going oh, back boy. to. Oh. I gotta do the math in my head. 2010. I just moved back to the area. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with this. You take too. the story from here. So. I'm working at a package store up in Plainfield, Connecticut. It's a part-time gig. Part-time part-time job after my Mohegan full, full-time gig. <clears throat> now, Chris had just... Burns had just moved back into the area. I'm standing there behind the counter. He walks in with his toddler. She was about two, yeah. About two years old. <laughs> places her ass first on the counter and says, Here, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I don't, is- I don't see the problem. I'm like, you, you had an issue. You asked a, Nor another. Do I. You asked another human being. You see right? a problem, you make a solution. Mod- I thought it was great. Modern problems call for modern solutions. Exactly. So, Mr. Burns goes marching back into the beer cave. Comes yep. back with an 18 rack of Miller Light. I think it was a 30 rack that or day. whatever. Could have been I'm, done matter. And I'm holding Light. Emma, and she's looking at me like recoiled like are you my daddy (laughs) what the fuck is this who is this dude i give you one baby and the 30 rack is free (laughs) i want the jacket too (laughs) (laughs) the jacket so i mean it didn't surprise me that burns did that because it's a very chris thing to do i I ain't gonna lie it it, it will it was do me a favor watch this yeah yeah, and I'm just like, hold, I'm hold, I'm literally picked this kid up off the counter. I'm like, what the fuck do I do with this? Yep. Where do I feed it? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, does it come with instructions? What do I do if there's inclement weather? And she it's was just... looking at me like a wide-eyed, head p- pulled back. Oh, if yeah. You can imagine like like a snake recoiling. Oh yeah. And just looking at me, like, I'm like, what the fuck hi, am I doing here? Hi, Emma. I guess I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could be Frank. You don't know. But, you know, from that moment forward, I had, be, I had become a constant. Yeah, you're one of her godfathers, yeah, for fuck's sake. Constant yeah. force in her life. Yeah. Now, with you, if we're going to be picking on me, I can think of three stories, and I'm hoping you pick one of them. But shit, that, and you cannot tell the fucking Yankee Stadium story again. No, we've told that one. You've we've told, told it one. too many times. There's three choices in my mind. Hopefully you pick one of them. You pick the story and I'll tell it. Okay. Um, Late night basketball up near Kelly Junior High School in Norwich. Of course, beer was involved. And there's no porta potties anywhere. So we piss on the tree behind behind help, the we, net. We used to help a tree grow. Yep. And it it's fucking two in the morning. So it's not like people are going to see us with, you know, little Chris or little Mike hanging out. We just piss on the tree. Take the story from there. Oh, man. Uh, wow. I'm drawing a blank. I can kind well, of remember the night. I will I will say this out loud. Uh, we had one member. Is that member... the night the cop showed up? No. Okay. Uh, we different had one, time. We had, one <laughs> member, we had one member of our crew who could not shoot basketball, but he wanted to be a part. Uh, his name was Jim. We called him Lurch. 
And he would airball everything. And as that ball sailed toward the tree. Oh, this is where we... This This is where that phrase came. This is where the phrase came from. Yep. This is... At the top of my lungs. That was the night he airballed it. And we all stood there. (laughs) And it's like watching a a movie in slow-mo. Yep. And the ball is... Rolling toward the tree. It's just rolling... And rolling, and all of a sudden, I get not in the urine. <laughs> <laughs> and Top it's of stuck. my lungs, and it's been it's it's been a catchphrase yeah. for us since not in the urine, not in the urine, nineteen hundred ninety three or four since forever. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that, that, that that's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, we used to do all kinds of crazy shit. Yep, uh, we had a a shit bag apartment. Way back in the early days of man, when the earth was young and the crust was warm, mm-hmm. where we didn't have a dartboard. So I took a fold-out eight-page poster of Andre the Giant and put it on the wall, and I cordoned off his body parts for points. And Mike hit one one day that hit his earlobe and just hung. Now, when we took this poster down, the drywall was fucked. But from that day on, he became Andre the Coolin Giant. Andre the Coolin Giant. <laughs> now, fast oh, forward boy. about maybe three, four weeks. Uh, dipshit was talking a lot of shit, and I was like, "Dude, you keep doing that. I'm gonna throw this dart right in your foot." And he goes, "Fucking do it." So Chris, so Chris did throw the dart. And it went through his shoe. And it went through my shoe and right into my toe. (laughs) And he's like, you actually did that. You "You told me to. You fucking threw a dart at Toe Jay Simpson. What the fuck you want me to do, Tobo Cop? I I asked you. You asked me, actually. Fucking do it. Come on, bitch. Boom. And he just looked up with that stunned face like, you actually did that. Yes, I did. Yes. Be careful what you ask for. Yes, I did. Yes. Do, you, do you have any like funny stories you want to share when it when it comes to me? And I'll share another Herm story after. Uh, this is actually fun since we got to we got to fill time. We may as well have fun with each other. So camping <laughs> was always a treat. <laughs> now this is a, this, 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 Mike knows because I went camping with him once. This, this, this this, this <laughs> so this is after just prior to Burns and I becoming really really close. I would have ran in the other direction if you if I just saw me doing this. So I come out of the tent or wherever the hell I was, and I see Chris standing alone by the big circle of fire. Fire, fire, fire. Throwing random shit into the fire pit. Yep. I warned you guys. Floor mat. Mm-hmm. From my car, yep. From hit the blazer, the mm-hmm. black blazer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? I'm like, oh, the smell. Then I walk over, get closer. Then didn't you throw the center console or something in? Something you're like the um, okay. So in the old Chevy Blazers, when you open up the center console, it wasn't like it is now. Unibody construction. It had like a removable, removable center like, insert. Yeah, I burned that too. So then, Chris goes to the tailgate. I'm not the- quite sure I burned jumper cables that night, but it could have been. <laughs> If if I had where, not where did all this copper come from? What the fuck? Is if that? I had not been there, you probably would have. I might have burned Brisson if it wasn't. You know. <laughs> he walks away, 
<laughs> goes to the tailgate of the S10, opens the, opens the, the tailgate, and digs through like a duffel bag. Yep. And he comes out with this little, tiny digital camera. <laughs> he looks at it. Busted as fuck. <laughs> he looks at it and goes, Chris Burns. Chris Burns lost the things and he throws it in the fucking fire <laughs> and the fucking lithium battery is like, I'm like, oh my God, we're all going to fucking die tonight right here on the lake. I have burned books. Not, not the way the Germans did it. I have burned flip flops. I have burned clothing. Were you there to hear Jim walk across a fire in his fucking uh, Crocs or Tevas or whatever no. they were? No, no, thank God. <laughs> I thought he charbroiled his but, fucking feet. Um, Mike, when we went camping, not only did his... And Terry, I know you're listening. I love you. This is a joke between us. Uh, tried to set me up with a murderer. She wasn't a murderer then. And I hope she's doing well now. Tracy, wherever you are, don't kill me. Um, I burned everything. And I, and I warned them, if shit's not nailed down and you fall asleep first, I, will, I burned... You know those uh, folding chairs that you take to the soccer game? Yeah. Burned one of those. <laughs> didn't matter. I didn't know whose it was. They left it out. Noxious fume. Sorry. Be, noxious fume be damned. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I'm still alive. So are all you. Well, we're probably missing a few brain cells, but. Uh, that goes with the territory, though. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, yeah I, I am almost 50. That's true. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, well, you Because you had a scare a couple uh, years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Several. Another but... episode for another time. Come on, Mike. You got You got a good story? Just a, I've already fucked with you. I might have another Mike story in in the chamber waiting to go. No, I don't have a whole hell of a lot of stories. Not you a lying think. son of a bitch. No, not that I can think off the top of my head though. That's the thing is I need stuff that triggers them. All right, let me see if I can. There's so many of them. But... See if I can think of one. Because we already we told the Shoprite story a couple weeks ago. We have told the urine. We've told, uh, uh, no, we didn't tell that one, but I don't know that I should tell that one out loud. My daughter does listen, so does my niece. Hello, Emma and Cammie. Hello. Um, hmm. Lynch, were, that was the same Motley Crue concert where it was either Jim or myself or maybe a combination of both of us pissed on the concourse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. girl that I was very friendly with that night was like oh my god did somebody pee here i'm like no nah, my friend got drunk he puked <laughs> and she was like okay yay here's my titties it was like the dumbest excuse ever didn't but she didn't she work with you at the time no that's the girl we brought with us that was a friend of mine oh that was a like really it, tiny girl yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. skinny Kristen. yeah well, that that show was, i still call skinny Kristen to this that day. show was like if I had to put... A, he got hit in the head with a battery three songs in then came out 20 minutes later. I remember that. Yeah. I, that show, like, right there is, like, total rock and roll. Mm -hmm. It was an amazing show. Yeah. It was uh, Motley and Megadeth. Yes. And Anthrax, if I'm not mistaken. Anthrax opened. Yeah. Then Megadeth. Good shit. Then Motley. Oh, that's a draft for another time. And that's like, a picture we share, I shared with you a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Where it was me, you, and Jim. Yep. Looking all skinny and young. Oh my god! To be that, I know either be of those the, again. To be, be skinny either, or young. Be either one of those. Speaking of which, categories. Look at this morose motherfucker over here losing weight hand over fist. Yeah, and Good I, job, Herm. Yeah, Thanks. go big, Herm, man. You're, you're doing a great job. We're gonna I, have to call you like uh, 
not big herm or medium. We have to change Jen to small herm and you to medium herm. Medium herm. Uh, when you posted mm-hmm. that the other day on Facebook about you know what, whether I should go further and more, um, you do what you got to do for mm-hmm. yourself, bro. And I think you're doing a fantastic job right now. Do what you want. Dude's always been a bigger do, dude. And, and I, do what you feel comfortable with. I'm not fat. I'm big boned. You don't know me. That's not my purse. That's not my purse. <laughs> <laughs> Propane and propane products. <laughs> no shit. Very That's why deep, we're here. Very deep rooted problems. All right, let me see. Let me let me come up with a good Herm story since we're all fucking with each other now. And Lynch, Lynch, your idea for like doing another deep dive into the who we are and why we are who we are and why we need therapy. Um, that's a great idea, and we're going to do it. Um, a Mike story, a Mike story, a Mike story. Let me think. I got to think of a really good one because I don't want to disappoint. Okay, got one. So Mike got a job at one point. We're all rooming together, and he got a job at the Franklin Mushroom Farm. That job was horrible. And he worked, sure. with, he worked with a dude. Now, I did not witness this, but... Every day was a new story about this Spanish dude he worked with. And one of the things he would do is, I guess it was very humid and thick in in the particular section that they worked in. And Mike would come home, just make us all piss with laughter, talking about this dude. And he'd be like, oh, you so hot. And he'd still start taking his fucking clothes oh, off. Oh, that was everywhere. Johnny. Thank that was you. Johnny. It get hot, and Johnny would just start. It's dancing. so hot! It's so, so hot! hot. He'd start taking his clothes off. Look, he's like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? What the hell is this? This would happen three times a week, and yeah, the story easy. never got old. Yeah, 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 yeah. It happened at least in the summer. Johnny. It would happen at least once a day. Oh yeah, Johnny did it hard today. Yep, yep, yep. Got all the way down to his drawers. Yep, yep. And nobody, nobody said shit. Nobody he's in his said drawers, shit, and nobody says shit. No, because he put his clothes back on, yep. but, you know, he just had to lose his shit. Like, what the... Having been through that production line, I know how, how okay. hot it was. It, it, it sucked. But I was only a salesman then. Yep. I didn't have to work in it. Um, <laughs> I remember ticket giveaways, where if I couldn't get a hold of him, I would call somebody you know very well, who I'm going to keep their name quiet until until they feel okay with me saying their name on this show. Like, hey, look, I've got these tickets to this show Sunday at the sub base. I got to give them away. Nobody's calling in. Um, hang on on hold. You're caller 10. Who's this? Hi, it's name redacted. Where are you from? Norwich. Well, you just won two tickets to Bon Jovi and Extreme <laughs> at the sub base this weekend. Yay. What's your favorite station? Name redacted. Um just stupid shit like that that we all did when we were young and, and and again going forward that we talked about it a couple weeks ago here on the show shit that we did when we were young that maybe we're not extremely proud of but god it was such a good time well it, it was a, di- a different handing time. your stepdaughter out the window and getting bitched at by the neighbor it's 61 degrees out here that baby should have some clothes on and grabbing a monday night raw t-shirt and wrapping Little Courtney in that shirt. Swallowing. Like, here. Now she's covered. Shut up. <laughs> For real. All right. For real. I'm going to tell one last story. We can get out of here. Um, and Herm, you fill in the blanks that I cannot. All right. Because old school memory Jones. 
We had a neighbor who was a cop. His name was John. That was his first name. His name. His first name was Jonathan. Yes. And his last name was John. John. So John everybody, John. Everybody called him John John. You know John John. Yeah. Okay, John John. If he you ever Mike, listen to he this, killed Mike Riley in that garage. I, I swear he killed Mike Riley in that garage. Anyway, so he owned this this house, this two family house, and underneath lived another cop named Garth. Garth hit a deer. And instead of just leaving the deer on the side of the road, he brought the deer back to the house. They hung it on the uh, clothesline. And John wrote a suicide note for the deer. <laughs> yeah, so and in, in yeah, part Yeah, so Garth Garth hangs it, right? To and, to drain it and he's gonna render it. He's yeah, gonna he's gonna he's yep. gonna butcher it down. Yeah, yep. I gotcha. Well and John puts a note on it. Well then <laughs> then, then John goes to work. Mm-hmm. All right. And now Garth wants revenge. And that's going to lead into the next story. So Garth wants revenge. This was this was that little neighborhood that we lived in and everything was like you get a and that's going to come up in the next story. 2 a.m. Get out of bed. I'm like fuck. What do you want? Come with me. So this is how this happened. John writes this suicide note for the deer and tacks it to the deer. And uh, yeah, this this cruel world, yada, yada, yada. I didn't know whether to hang myself by the neck or slit my wrists or slit my neck and hang myself by the wrists. It was the funniest fucking thing you've ever read. Garth comes home, sees the note. He's like, fuck, he got me again. So then he employs the tag team of Chris and Mike to exact revenge. John goes to work. Get a hacksaw. Fuck! All sto- all bad stories start with get a hacksaw. I want to put this deer in John's boat. Yeah. Oh my god! So, so yeah. Go so, ahead now. Three guys lifting this big so ass heavy drag deer the into deer the boat across the driveway. Yep. All right. Because <laughs> <clears throat> what happened was I don't know if Garth hit it or if it was there at an accident. I think he, he hit it because but whatever it was, yeah. there it is. So John's at work the next day. All right. So. John's at work, so Garth decides we're putting this fucking thing in the boat. boat. So Garth has free access to his boat. Pretty much, it's out in the open. It's right in the driveway. We did. We could walk into the garage. We shared a driveway. The the garage was free range. You want a beer? Go and get a beer. Just make sure you leave one for me. John's at work, so we drag this thing down. We drag it across the driveway. We fucking kill ourselves to get it into the boat. Right? A six hundred pound animal and three guys. We drag this thing into the boat. We get it in there. We drag it up to the front seat. We prop it. We figure out how to prop this deer up and get it there. We put sunglasses on the yep. deer. Uh, my black bandana. Yeah, went we put a black bandana on it, like he was out surfing. All right, Yo, so we get we get all the way there. We get there, and the deer has one leg because rigor mortis has kind of set in a little bit. Oh Jesus! And Christ. the deer has got one leg that's just kind of straight out Jones. Straight out. And like it's really screwing us bad. So get the hacksaw. Someone's like, get 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 the saw. So we go in and we hack off probably up to like mid leg off this deer. Yep. And we chuck the we chuck the leg because we don't give a shit about the leg. Right. We don't need that right now. We're still trying to position the deer. Next, so we get the deer in there and it's all set and we get down. And we're looking around, and we're proud of our work. Where'd the leg go? We got that deer. Where's the leg? Where'd the the deer leg go? Next thing you know, 
one of John's dogs running around the neighborhood, <laughs> got half a deer leg, <laughs> just walking around. And the dog had no teeth. Well, no, well, yeah, Let's Spooner, start there. Spooner had no teeth because he ate rocks. So there's this big-ass long deer leg with just the, the end of the leg just drooping flopping. down, flopping around. Oh, my God. Yep. So that's it. There it is. Now, we had to. <clears throat> we did pay our penance. We had to clean the boat. We did have to clean the boat. Now... We're going to fast forward a couple months. That was summer. We're going to go into winter where John decided he was going to hang a for sale sign on the back of Garth's Jeep with his phone, his actual phone number on that tire thing that's on the back of the Jeep. Right. Garth never saw the back of the Jeep. He, no, backed... he, would, he, would, he would come out the door and literally come down the stairs and enter his yeah. car. He and I can only, I can only surmise that when he got to work, he backed in. Because he never saw yeah, the sign. For how about, can you not see a for sale sign on your own vehicle? For about a good five, six days, Garth was <clears> getting phone calls and phone calls and phone calls. I'm not selling my Jeep. Leave me alone. Fuck you. Whatever. So eventually he finds a sign. And the Northeast that winter got slapped with like a really bad snowstorm. Was that 93? 93, 94. Yeah, that was the Nor'easter 93 then. Yep. And we are in the apartment. Neither of us can go to work because we drove shit boxes. So we are playing video games and we're drinking and we're just like, you know what? We're going to call it a night. I've had enough, whatever. We're just getting into that, that, that beautiful feeling when you know you're falling asleep and everything's good. Open Get the up. door. <laughs> like, fuck. Where the fuck is the door? Mike opens the door. It's Garth. You got, you got 15 minutes. Get dressed and come with me. John had just bought a beautiful cherry red Camaro. And he says, come with me. We go into the garage. We get a couple of shovels. We bury this Camaro. Under about, we took all the snow from the driveway yep. and put it on top of John's We had the cleanest car. driveway, even during the storm. There was an eight foot tall pile of snow and yep. under it with was only, John's Camaro. With only the antenna coming out of it. And then... Garth looks at it and goes, get the hose. Sprayed the snow pile, knowing that with this Arctic temperature, it was going to freeze solid, at least that that veneer on top. And we buried his car. And there's nothing we can do. We have two cops warring with each other on the prank list. And we're just, because we We got free beer and vodka. We weren't getting arrested. Yeah, we got free beer and vodka. That's all we cared about at that point. But if if we got that knock on the door, get up. Get your clothes. You're coming with me. Fuck. Why can't you two just stop? It was so much fun, though. All right. And to so- hear John, wait, now keep in mind, John took the heavy duty truck to work. He's a cop. Comes pulling into the driveway. You hear tires squeal. You hear a door slam. And you hear the words, motherfucker, like blistering. And we're like, we're never leaving this apartment again. <laughs> we if, are, we go, if we go out there, we're going to die. We are going to be living John here for the rest of our life. going to kill us. Yeah. So, <clears throat> go big or go home. Mm-hmm. April Fool's. Jim Which Lo- one? Which one? Jim, Lo- Jim Lalamere. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Jim Lalamere. I know. I, I get him every year. The Red Jetta. Yes. And the Packing Peanuts. Yes. Okay, so, um, Jim... Love him to death is the easiest target on April Fool's Day, dude. Which is my Christmas. Anytime I can play a joke on somebody is fucking fantastic. The year prior, 
I called at 12.01. It had just turned April 1st. His wife was in on it. And I said, hey, I know you're still at work. And um, infancy of cell phones. I was like, I know you're still at work. But um, I just read a report on uh, CNN.com that, uh, you know, Jimmy Buffett and three of his band members died in a plane crash. He just spent a ridiculous amount of money to see this talentless hack for another summer. I don't understand the appeal of Jimmy Buffett. I never will. But I knew how to get him. His wife was in on the gag the whole time. Jim comes through the door at 2.30 in the morning. Jen is laughing her ass off in the bedroom. Brrr, runs right in the computer room. She goes walking in. Doesn't put her face in because that would have gave it away. Jim, what are you doing? Oh, my God. I got a message from Burns. It said, Jimmy Buffett and five of his band members just died in a plane crash. And I know Jimmy Buffett. He's a he's an amateur pilot. And the thing and the stuff and the whatnot. Jen goes, well, if, if you don't find it on CNN, try MTV.com. <laughs> he's going everywhere. And eventually, he hits something that reminds him that it's April 1st. And she said the next words out of his mouth was, fucking Burns got me again. So fast forward a year. I'm going to leave him alone. I've done fucked with this guy four years running. Jen comes to me about a week before and says, what are you going to do to Jim this year? Like, you know, I was going to leave him alone. She goes, no. No, you can't because he wants to get you in the worst way. And he is plotting and planning. and He wants to do the stupid stuff that would cost him money. The best pranks don't cost you a goddamn dime. We all know this. So there was a UPS store going out of business in Groton. They're selling everything dirt cheap. I said, Jen, give me give me a week. So I go to the UPS store. They're closing down. I'm shipping something to my friend in Cleveland. And oh, well, do you have any packing peanuts? Oh, yeah, we got like five garbage bags full. How much you want for them? Ten bucks takes a lot. Done. Threw them in the back of the truck. Called Lynch. Called uh, Ken. Ken. Uh, Paul Athey. Yep. And one other guy, I can't remember his name. And I'm like, we got it. We just have to get Jen on board. Now, the next day was Easter. April Fool's and Easter fell on the same day. So I said, Jen... Whatever you do, make sure that you leave his sunroof open. So here we are, a bunch of idiots, dumping five huge industrial garbage bags full of pink packing peanuts into his car. We then, because it was Easter, we got the green uh, Easter basket grass, put it on his you know, left and right uh, rear view mirrors on the side doors, plastic eggs we just went to town then we went across the street to the filling station and hid while paul god bless paul athey that night <laughs> calls jim on his cell phone speaker jones jim dude you have to come get me dude what's wrong i'm at the music lady drunker and shit i can't drive can i stay on your couch all right, yeah, give me 10 minutes. I'm, I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to come get you, brother. Okay, dude. Yeah, okay, dude. Now, keep in mind, there were five of us involved in this. Six if you count his wife at the time. He's dressed. We're waiting. We're, we're huddled behind this car, and we're watching. He comes out. He gets to the bottom stair to get to his car. He sees this Jetta overflowing with pink packing peanuts, Easter grass, plastic eggs, and 
The next two words out of his mouth were, fucking burns. Fucking burns. <laughs> I took offense to that. I'm like, this was this was six people involved to fuck you over, and you blame me. I always blame you. This is this is your thing. This is what you do. You live to fuck with me. You're right. I do. And the best part of that whole story is six months later, Jim and I were going somewhere on a, like a road trip somewhere, like to a brewery. He turned the fucking heat on, and pink packing peanuts <laughs> came shooting out of the fucking front. I'll tell you one better. He saved those peanuts. <laughs> and when I moved back during my divorce, and I I roomed with him, he and Sam. When I left to bring Emma back, lifted the fitted sheet, put the peanuts on my bed replaced the fitted sheet and they were off to family weekend somewhere so i come home to this bed that looks like they're hiding the fattest body ever and i'm like all right you got me you finally got me well the funny thing is the following year after his jetta packing peanut experience yeah he wanted me in on a trick on you I went with it you know i'd burn your house down nope you know i, no, I would I fuck went, you over i went along with it mm-hmm. knowing well I was like going to be out of state. So I fucked him. <laughs> nice. Nice. He's like, but, dude, where are you? But see, April Fool's Day is my Christmas. I, I love I love <laughs> jokes, especially if they're non-harmful. Um, I got roped in because as a Yankee fan, when the Red Sox won the 2004 ALCS and they went to the World Series, one of the guys involved calls me and goes, Get dressed. I'm like, fuck, it's Garth all over again. We plastered his house, his fence, and his car with pictures of David Ortiz. <laughs> and I'm the only one that got blamed for it. Of course. Not anybody else. Of course. Fucking Burns. So, uh, last thoughts. Anybody? Nope, Herm? I'm Lynch? Good. No, I'm good. I think it, this was a... <clears throat> uh, it's a lot of fun. I had fun with, the, with these stories. And it all started because of the shit that Herm says. Mm. But we will have more of those as we say stupid things going forward. But in the distance, I hear a drum. And there it is. So we will see you guys next week. We're going to have hopefully some more fun. Maybe we'll come up with another draft. Maybe we'll talk about Lynch's socks. Maybe we'll talk about the shit that Herm cooks. Whatever it is, we'll see you next week right here on Dysfunction Junction. Peace.